So hey guys, and today our topic will be about moving all around the world. So how do you really relocate yourself, your whole life from one city to another, to another country or even continent? And to be honest, I've done it several times already in my life. And I can really say, oh damn, how much effort it takes and energy. It is really energy draining process and you really need lots of power, lots of friends, lots of help from family and other people to really, to relocate your whole whole life to a new country. And today my guest is Karin, who has lived in so many countries already. She's so young, but she has lived, so she's originally from Slovakia, right? And she has lived in Czech Republic, in Sweden, now in Germany. And this is a place where we met actually last year. We studied together here. And then I was so amazed that such a young girl who is also from Eastern Europe has lived all around Europe already, right? So I'm super excited to hear what she sings about living all around the planet and what it takes to relocate your life, to start living a new life, to make new friends in your new city. And how is it even possible to do it so fast in such short period of time? So welcome here, Karin. So hello, guys. My name is Karen and welcome to today's uh, podcast about moving with Darinka. <laughs> how I love to call her. Yeah, I'm super excited about today's podcast because, like, I feel like this is a thing we really boss love, like, moving from one country to another, to another, to another, is it, like, start the whole life from the very beginning, it's like, damn, how do I do that? Yes, like, I couldn't imagine, like, five years ago to go to Czech, to uh, Sweden, to Germany, and that I will end up in Germany, like, at least for now, so it's really interesting <laughs> to see where you can so- end up. So just tell me, why did you decide to go from Slovakia to Czech Republic? Okay, so first of all, I didn't want it to stay in my hometown. It was quite boring and I wanted okay. to change. And the farthest I could go within Czech Republic or like to go to another country where the language is basically the same, the better. And I really wanted to dance. And at that time in the Czech Republic, the there was a lot of like big dancing community. That's why I wanted to move. And then the program that I studied was good, the university. I just felt the vibe there. So is it like this thing that all Slovakians go to Czech Republic to study or it's like more that you were special? No, I wasn't so special to be honest. <laughs> like it, it's really common that like in Ambrun in a, or Brno, 50% of the students are Slovaks and in Prague similarly. So it's really Slovak thing to move yeah, it's abroad. It's like Ukrainians in Poland right now. Like I feel like because like I lived in Poland for two and a half years and like I feel like there every third person is like Ukrainian or Russian and like I hear only Russian Ukrainian language and for me it's like extension of Ukraine we're colonizing Europe right now yay yeah it's, it's, it's <laughs> true story and it's yeah sometimes the Czech people are angry that we took their spots but they have better uni so what you can do <laughs> what can you it's like it's all about the life right yes yeah but okay so you went to Czech Republic to study so you studied bachelor's there So you stayed there for two years? Yes. Uh, two years, yes. And then Sweden. And then I moved to Sweden. Damn, why Sweden? So I wanted to always to go to Scandinavian country and have a story. My boyfriend, <laughs> ex-boyfriend, uh, came there before. And on Erasmus, I visited the place and I really fell in love with uh, Sweden. 
And then the best university we got like an offer to go for Erasmus exchange was the same where I visited him. So I came there. I was kind of ready. Yeah, my dream came true. I went to Scandinavian country and it was really cool. It was challenging. Yeah. So how was this to move your life there? How? What did it take you? So that was really tricky because yeah, I me. had a lot of high heels in that time, really chunky ones. So I didn't know how <laughs> to decide to pack. And I also heard about the prices. So basically... I knew from my ex that the room will be empty, like completely empty, no bedding, nothing. And I'm dormitory, not, right? Dormitory. And I'm not used to it from Czech because you have basically everything there. I needed to pack everything in a suitcase. I had... So once you move there, like, you don't even have a bed in dormitory or do you? You, you have a bed, but you don't have uh, other things. And I, I was not used to it. So I took uh, suitcases and I had this vacuum bags where you suck the air out of it and I put my bedding there then like all my clothes winter jackets so I really tried to fit everything together and also shampoos etc because I know how expensive it's there and it man it was tricky it was tricky to get there like (laughs) suitcases how many high heels did you pack well, at the end, just one, <laughs> because I, I didn't have a space for it. I was like, I knew that I need to go for functional clothes, because it will be them called there, so... Yeah, that's a sacrifice. I mean, yeah. like, I don't want it means for you. Yes, yes, it was a sacrifice, and that time now I'm getting more comfy <laughs> with my shoe choices, so that's better for traveling. Yeah, but so, okay, so you came, there was nothing, so you had to buy some things, right, still? Or yeah. Or you got it from other people? So, basically, the best thing was that no one had... I, I got prepared, like... Just opened the bag and I had my bedding there and then I needed to get Wi-Fi as soon as possible because there was just a cable, like no internet connection. And at that time there was no roaming, so that was challenging, but I managed it. And then, yes, like uh, normal things, like food. It was so expensive. (laughs) So you left one person in a room, right? No, I shared my room with a German girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was a small room. Uh, I don't know, maybe like 13 square meters. And we shared the room for half a year. But it was okay. And I you got... had a bathroom as well. Yes, we had a bathroom. But I was used to it to share a room from Czech because it's really common there. But <clears> how <throat> much did you pay for, for this dormitory? It was quite cheap. Like, we shared a really small room and I paid 250 euros. So for Sweden, okay. it's pretty good. It's really good. Like, here, like, in Germany, I paid 220 like, yeah, I was only me in the room, but mm-hmm. still. And I'm really amazed because, like, when I moved to Warsaw, like, after German experience... Mm-hmm. I paid the same money, like, 200 euros per half of the room. So, like, actually pretty, like, Sweden price. Yeah. And that's versatile. I mean, we don't really earn that much money as, like, yeah, Swedish. Yeah, so much. For me, like, moving, it's not as complicated to move to a new country as to find where to live. Yeah, exactly. So, like, you have to find... And, like, you know, every country has its own rules of finding, like, any mm-hmm. kind of, you know, if media are included, mm-hmm. your trash is included, and Wi-Fi. And for me, it's, like, always... I don't know anything. And I'm, like... Because I'm so used to living in dormitories. So, I really enjoyed my life in dormitories in Poland and in Germany. So, when I moved to Warsaw again, and I had to find an apartment... Oh, man. It was my most stressful days in my life oh ever. Oh, my gosh. I can imagine. I... Never ever again. Like... I just decided, like, if I want to move somewhere, like, I just go firstly, and then, like, I really understand the situation, and then I start seeking for mm-hmm. new apartments. This, this is what I'm doing right now in Spain, like, mm-hmm. I'm going there, I will have a place to live, I will have it for two and a half months, and then we stay, like, either stay there for longer, or just, uh, you know, find something else, or live with my friends, because... It's just incredible how hard it is. I think it's really hard when you are not in the country to find something. I was lucky in Sweden that 
the university helped us with accommodation and that's why also it was cheaper because international students live together. But in Germany, that was stressful. So much stuff you need to deal about them. Like German bureaucracy, when it comes to finding a dormitory or like Wohnung living, it's crazy. Yeah, and they really need this caution, right? So like yes. the deposit that you get. Did you have it in Sweden as well? I think so, but it wasn't so high. Or at least it was uh, just one rent. And here it's like one rent, caution, like... No, you can't even imagine. Like, I remember like when I was moving to Germany... I got this email. I was sitting in Brazil, right? And, okay, to be honest, I was running out of my money because, like, I was volunteering in Brazil. I was paying for most of my, you know, entertainment mm-hmm. stuff. And I was running out of money. And then I'm one morning, I'm getting the email from German dormitory service. So it's like, I have to give them deposit of 800 euros. Oh, my God. And yes. then, like, my first month's rent is also 200 euros. So it's, like, 1,000 euros right now to give to someone without even having it. And I was, like, I remember I was sitting there. I was, like, I wrote her mail. I was, like, girl, do you understand that I'm from Ukraine? And I was, like, 1,000 euros. It's not that easy for us. And, like, I don't have those money. I still have to relocate there. You need money for relocation. And I had, like, five days of, mm-hmm. to pay that. And she was like, if you don't pay it right now, we give it this spot to another person. Like, we have too many students willing to live here. So, like, you're not the special one. That was the first lesson Germany taught mm. me. Like, you're not special. You just gotta pay here. Yeah. And I feel like this is a country about, like, you know, once you move here, you gotta pay. I think, like, here the demand and supply in economic terms is crazy. Like, they don't care. They have just another person. Who helped you with moving to Sweden? Like, how was it? Like, friends, family... Uh, so my mom drove me from uh, my hometown to Budapest, that is like three hour uh, mm-hmm. ride, and then I move all with my leg- luggages, like with two big suitcases and one uh, backpack. And it was quite tricky because I needed to make to the accommodation office by a certain time, and I had no clue if I can make it, especially with all the baggage. But then in the end, like, it was really nice. They had like a shuttle for us, and they drove us to the location, so that was pretty cool. Okay, but were you going there with a friend of yours? or No, just... I, w- I went there by myself. When I went to Germany, I went kind of with my friend from my university, but my dad helped me move in. Yeah, that was like different shocks. But to those times, so you didn't have your boyfriend in Sweden anymore, right? No, no, he was uh, also from Slovakia, studying in Czech, so he finished his semester abroad, and then one year later I went for the se- semester abroad, so he wasn't there, like no one, I didn't know anyone when I came there. But you did like it, right? It was. Really- I loved it. Like the first, I think, like the first two weeks, like you need to get used to the new place. You need to know where to go, like to get the get the vibe of the city. But then I think it's okay. I really loved it. It was like the best experience of my life, to be honest. Yeah. Did you have any like crazy Erasmus stories? Oh well, when I came to Sweden, I took it like too seriously. But now I regret it. I wouldn't study again so much like before. But then I had. I canceled one course and I was partying for like two months straight and that was like, that was really tough for How me. How could you afford it? Come on, that's too expensive to party. <clears throat> so basically you just need to accept the uh, the alcohol prices there and then find your way. So so in Sweden you can get just three and a half point percent of alcohol beer in the store. So during the semester I trained myself to be drunk just from this amount of alcohol to, to save some money. I feel like it's really difficult training for Easterns. There was no other choice, yeah. but we were in a student bar and it was quite cheap. And then when 
all the time when I traveled somewhere or I flew like from uh, Slovakia, I bought alcohol at the airport and that was the best investment of all time. Yeah, you can make business <laughs> like that. Yes. So when you go to the clubs, is it like free entry there? Or well, We had like a student dorm club, so it was a free entry if you come to like midnight or something. So that was pretty cool. And we had like a traffic light in front of this bar to know if it's What? full or not. So there was like a green and a red. So we know like <laughs> if, if we have a chance to I've get it. I've never heard about this. It was so clever, you know. It was so, so amazing. I feel like I, I just can't see this queue of Easterns, like, you know, like yeah. going there. Like, and and yeah. Germans and Germans. Like they went, there were so many Germans in Sweden, like drinking, but also complaining about alcohol. Presence. I feel like everyone complains about it. Even Swedish people complain. Yeah. That was so funny because, like, once I traveled to Sweden and to Norway, and I used car surfing, right? So my hosts were like, we will accept you. Like, you can sleep as long as you want. Mm -hmm. Only if you bring one liter of vodka from your country. We really do need it. As for the first time that someone asked me, just for alcohol, nothing more, like, don't buy me chocolate, cookies, nothing, magnet. I don't need anything but vodka. Okay, here you go. Like, you know, it's like seven years in uh, Poland. Well, I can give you more, even like yeah. it's not that much. It's expensive in Sweden. Swedish people, I like, go crazy when they drink. Like they are the shyest people like ever. And then when they drink, they go all for it. They they're like five people driving one bike, and it's crazy. It's it's so fun. After Sweden, you went back to Czech Republic, right? Yes. And then you came to Germany for another Rasmus semester. Yes. Okay, that's even complicated for me. Because <laughs> I've done moving, like, so fast, but for me, it's like going to study somewhere, and then somewhere, like, you know, earning all those SETS points and not going crazy. Respect. Yeah, I, I was, I really wanted to, like, go to Germany to, like, try something else, and I know the universities here were good, and I really came prepared when I was moving to Germany. Like, when I moved back to Sweden, then in half year, then to Czech, then to Slovak. Slovakia and then to Germany it was crazy like in a seven months I moved to like three different places so family was helping you so family was helping me and also in Czech I knew some people from uh, my hometown that could like bring some stuff but I didn't have so much stuff like I really tried to be minimalistic this is what I really like in my life minimalistic approach so do you feel home like in Czech Republic or here already So in, in Czech, I really felt home like within a half year. I don't know. I just love the city. Also in Sweden and in Germany. I think it takes time here to uh, feel a bit home. For me, it was also like when I moved to Poland, like I was 17, right? So it was like, oh crazy. my God, it's crazy. <sighs> it was crazy time because I was 17 and I was this wild. So like, you know, you come to another country, you're 17. Okay, you're under age, like under 18, but you still want to party. So like, of course you manage it. Mm -hmm. So you party. And I remember it was such crazy time. We were partying like every freaking day till like 5 a.m. Then we had like one, two hours of sleep. Mm -hmm. At 8 a.m., we were already in the university having classes. Because, like, they did it so stupidly. Like, every day during my first course, like, first my year, we had every day classes at 8 a.m. Oh, my God. It's terrible. I feel like they really wanted like, to torture us so we understand the reality of studying. But it kind of helped me. Because, like, I was partying. I was getting really little sleep. But I was still studying. And, like, I passed everything. But for me, it was like... Respect. <laughs> I don't know how I did it, like, four years ago. Now, like, um, you know, <laughs> when I'm 21, I'm like, no, no, no. If I party yesterday, I can be alive, like, at 12. 
it really took me a lot of effort, but I felt home there, you know? Like, once mm-hmm. I came to Krakow, I felt like this is really my place I want to mm-hmm. live in. Krakow maybe is not a place where I would spend my whole life, because it's kind of, it's super student city. And, like, you know, once you're not a student, you kind of... You miss other vibes, more, like, you know, yeah. serious vibes. And when I moved here also to Nuremberg, I was pretty amazed, like... I felt at home because I also met a guy here and I met lots of friends. But after a while, it's like you want to keep moving, you know, and you want to keep going, keep going. And then I went to Verso and that was like one of the toughest moves for me because like I did it all along. I really felt like I will stay in Germany. I was planning to move to Hamburg or to Berlin and at one point my plans crashed. And I was like, damn, I have one more month of my visa. I have to find something. Wow, yeah, I remember. And it was like August. I just have to invent my new home somewhere. I got job opportunity in Verso and I'm like, okay, let's move to Verso. I never thought about that. Like it was Verso as a destination for me. And I moved to Verso. Actually, it never became my home. Maybe because like I was pushed to move there. You know, Mm -hmm. once you don't really want Mm -hmm. and you're made to go somewhere, you don't really feel it. It's such an interesting experience because I really feel home everywhere, but not there. Now we're sitting in Germany, actually, where we're both lived. Yeah. And I'm so, I'm feeling so good here. I'm feeling so amazing in Nuremberg. And yeah, so many people are helping me to, to move all around countries. Who really supports you while moving? So like your parents bring you to airports. But once you come somewhere, do you stay at some friend's place? Or you already have like a dormitory like planned and everything. Mm-hmm. So I really tried to figure out my accommodation before I come to a certain place. But then I think like in Sweden, I had the support of my ex in that time a bit, but I was basically all on my own. And then when I moved to Czech, I was also all by myself. And when I was in Germany, uh, my my friend from a uh, university, like we were here together. So we went to cer- certain events together. So it was a bit easier but, like, with moving, like, I don't know, no no one really, like, ever helped me. But I always try to figure out when I will live before. And then the other things came into place. Yeah, but do you have any kind of these days when you move somewhere and you kind of feel so lost? And you're like, what the hell I did it? Like, why am I here? Was it a mistake or something? Do you have those days? Well, in Sweden, I, f- I was completely, like, in a new environment, and I never spoke so much English before, so I, like, felt lost in the first days. I was like, I don't know if I can handle and I was so tired of the new environment of, like, speaking English all the time to different people from different countries, and I was like, okay, what am I gonna do now, you know? Like, but then you just need to roll with it. Sometimes, like, when you have, like, some days that you feel down, then you can have these moments, like, what I'm doing here, do I really belong here? Especially when you are in a new culture. But I think I will see, like, where life will throws me, you know? But what does motivate you, like, to keep going, to keep moving, and not to lose your path? I think it's really hard to to be self-aware of what you are like and what you want in your life. And then it's much easier. And when I have these like days down and I don't know what to do, I just put my headphones on and I walk around the city and try to get the web and figure out, like, I, I don't need to do all the things that the certain culture is doing. Like, I don't need to do what Swedes do all the time or Germans do. I just need to find my way of living in the country. I also had one time, like, so two years ago already, right? Man, the time flies. 
I moved to Brazil, right, for mm-hmm. the whole summer. And I remember, so I moved there one week before my program started. So, mm-hmm. like, I didn't know anyone but my host sister. So, I was volunteering there, there for those mm-hmm. who don't know. So, my host sister, she, she was going to university. So, I was basically left alone during, like, most part of the day. And once you're in Brazil, it's like, you love it so much. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you're lost there. Because yes. that is completely not your culture. People approach you in a very interesting, different way. And plus, like, you don't know anyone. You don't know anyone who speaks English. And I didn't speak Portuguese. So I was like, where should I go? Like, I don't even know how to take a bus. And their, like, infrastructure sucks a bit. You don't have an app that, like, really provides you fastest, smoothest road to get to the beach. Mm -hmm. So I was always, like, you know, spending really hours on Google Maps trying to construct my pass from my home to the downtown and then to the beach and it was taking me like two hours or something i was like so lost once i got lost actually on the bus stop because like i i ran out of internet i have no money left on my mobile phone to call someone and of course i couldn't like even if i could ask in portuguese where should i go i couldn't really understand the answer like and i was like i remember i was standing and it's like 27 degrees windy like it was about to start raining Mm -hmm. and i was in the bus stop what the hell am i doing even here like where are my people where where is someone who speaks my language and someone who understands me and even like back to those times i couldn't speak spanish like i couldn't even like invent you know portuguese spanish words and i remember i was just standing like staring at my mobile phone and mobile like google maps and like those offline google maps i was like okay i just gotta walk i just gotta walk 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 and then there was like a woman she was standing in the bus stop and she saw me that like I was completely lost and I didn't really mm-hmm. look like Brazilian so she was like she approached me and she like asked me in Portuguese like what are you doing here and I was like ah no fala portugues and she's like okay like she she could barely speak English so she explained me you know with gestures and lyrics what bus should I take mm-hmm. eventually I took the wrong one and oh, course but I I did got somewhere like I got somewhere where I knew and then I could walk but Mm -hmm. for me it's always like you know to to really connect with people like just on the street to understand what they're saying to me to understand what they're really willing for me and Mm -hmm. I think like I would give this like a tip to everyone whoever moves like if you move somewhere learn a bit of the language of the country Because, like, once you're, like... For me, it was a bit of a mistake that I went to Brazil without Portuguese. Like, I was like, yeah, it will be cool and lots of fun. But sometimes, like, I think, like, I was too not that experienced in traveling to tropical country, like, you know, to other continents. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I'll figure it out. Like, everything will be cool. Like, I have a family to live with. I have food to eat. And then, like, everything will go smoothly. But there is another side of it. Like, there is... Yes. The side that you're kind of... Damn, what am I doing mm-hmm. here? Like where I'm going to, what should I do? And then later, that's why I decided to come to Germany later, because, like, I could speak German, and I was like, yeah, I'll manage myself. However, like, Bavaria is not the place where you can manage yourself with limited German. Like, that's you true. gotta speak German, right? <laughs> yes. Have you had any experience, like, with German language here? Well, so my boyfriend, he is from, like, a small village, so <laughs> with his German, it's pretty difficult to, to understand him. Uh, but in the beginning, I I was learning German for like one month, and it was pretty much enough that when I got lost, for example, I could like say like where where I can go with my broken German, and it was really helpful. Well, yeah, everywhere here you need to speak German in like all the offices and stuff, so that's yeah. challenging, and you need them when you move in, like in especially in Germany. So 
that was hard. But I would also say, like, it's really important to do your research, like, to to know the place where you go, like, a bed, like, I don't know, watch a video, like, what top to see in uh, Nuremberg mm-hmm. or in Brazil, and then learn a bit of language, like, in this case, it's like you mentioned. Yeah, just definitely. So when I, when I moved here to Nuremberg, there was such a, a story. So I went to this foreign office, right, to register mm-hmm. myself. And I had to get some documents. So there was this woman who was like, really, she was tall and big. And she was like, she oh saw my. me. And I was like, I was speaking English to her. I was like, what documents should I bring you? Like, how can I register? And she was like, oh, ich spreche kein, Deutsch, ich spreche kein English. And I was like, oh, okay, okay. Like, can you give me, like, with my broken German, I was like, can you give me some papers to register? And she, like, gave me, like, she literally gave me to my hands a piece of paper with all these kind of documents listed in German. And mm. if you guys ever saw, seen, like, German documents, names, oh, man, it's like, I don't know, like, 40 letters together oh, that have God. no sense for you, and you're, like, staring at it, and it's like, oh, man, I will never, ever get this kind of document. And, like, if, if something that I understood from that list, this was my photo, like, bring photo. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, photo I have, everything else I don't. <laughs> really great tip when you move, like, to different country, download the <laughs> offline um, translator for Google. That's the best, like, lifesaver ever. <laughs> yeah, and, like, you know, but, like, at that moment, I had just to communicate with her, and I was, like, staring in this paper, and I was like, but do you have the same for English-speaking people? Because, like, foreign office, I mean, foreign office yeah. for foreigners... She's like, no, you're in Germany, Sprich Deutsch. And I was like, lesson learned, see you later. <laughs> yeah, now I know. In Sweden, it wasn't like this. They all, like, yeah. people spoke a perfect English, so that wasn't a problem at all. But Germany can be challenging. And yeah. Brazil, of course, like, too. Yeah, Brazil was like, it's like that. I didn't have to deal with those uh, stories there. But now I'm moving to Spain, and for me, it's like, what it will take, like, I kind of have the kind of vocabulary already, like, mm-hmm. for Spanish, like, moving, and, like, I feel like I can talk about work permits in Spain more than I can work about, talk about my day, day routine, you know, because, like, this is something that I'm reading about every day, and it's just so exciting how much time it takes me, you know, it took me to understand how every country works, and I feel like, yeah, it's a cool experience, but still, I have those very bad days, you know, mm-hmm. when I, like, when I wake up, and I'm, like, oh, what am I even doing here? Like, was it a mistake to move here? Was it, like, something that I really wanted to do? And I had that in Germany, because, like, when I came to Germany, I was thinking, like, why I never went to Spain for Erasmus? Mm-hmm. But I like knowledge in Spanish. So I was like, yeah, it's, it's a good, like, lesson for me. Like, that's a good, you know, city to be in. But then, like, you know, I moved to Brazil, and I was like, oh, should I, should how I went to Brazil, or maybe it would be better for me to go to Mexico, right? So I was like, no, 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 I love Brazil so much, you know, because the, I always have those doubts in me. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it turns out, like, this is a place I have to be. And even though it didn't work out the best way possible, for example, me and Verso, but I feel like without that experience, I wouldn't appreciate today's date. And I wouldn't, maybe I would never think about going to Spain right now, because yeah. what if I liked everything about my life there like then i would be like why would i go to barcelona right why would i speak spanish but now i feel like i have this kind of bravery to move further yeah so tell me do you have any any other plans for you you want to move somewhere else or you really want to stick to germany right now i think uh 
right now I want to stay in Germany. I study my master here, but I, I'm actually missing moving out. Like I'm just like thinking like when <laughs> I will pack, when I will pack my bags again, you know? Because it's it's just like it's it's not like a habit, but I just really want to explore. Because every place like taught me something else, and it's amazing like how see like how everything works. Because I was thinking the other day if I would stay in my hometown, I I wouldn't be in Germany now. I wouldn't. And I just moved to Czech. Like every place is teaches you something, even though it may not work out the best. I really have Sweden in my heart, but uh, let's see where uh, my life uh, brings me. I have a boyfriend here, so it's a bit tricky. But let's see. But do you like Nuremberg, or would you like to go to a bigger city, or it's perfect size for you? I would love to go actually to a bigger city because bigger cities are more international and. I feel I can find my place there better than in uh, mm-hmm. Nuremberg. Nuremberg is like awesome, like no doubt about it. But I, w- I think for me, bigger city would be more. So suitable. which one? I like Munich. Oh, I like Berlin. I like October Frankfurt. Fast. And I haven't been to Hamburg, but I'm really planning to go oh, there. Yeah, you have to. And this is for all of you guys, because like I lived in Hamburg for two months last year. Okay, I was so in love. So why I moved there? It's like another podcast story, but. I moved there because of my ex-boyfriend. And when I came there, I was like, why the hell are you living on another side of Germany? Like, I cannot travel here. But once I came there, I fell for it. Like, completely. Like, my first days, I was really kind of, not that depressed, but like, the weather sucks there. So, like, whenever I was coming, it was raining or snowing. I was like, I cannot even see the city. And then, like, once, I remember it was 26th of November last year, I came to Hamburg. We went for a walk. And I went to Hafen City to, you know, to these old bridges, to Ottensee. And, like, wow, girl. I was so amazed. Like, for the first time in my life, I saw something different. Because when you travel in Europe, you know what to expect. Mm-hmm. Maybe you cannot really expect like those beautiful beaches of Croatia, Montenegro, you know, Greek islands, yeah. but you kind of can capture it because like you have Instagram, you have everything. When I moved to Hamburg, I was like, wow, this is kind of Scandinavian style in Germany. People speaking English everywhere, people being so chill because you have like, you know, one district where people smoke weed and drink coffee. You have another where people, you know, sitting all day long on a terrace and drinking really expensive wine. You have another one where it's like business center and people going like high heels, you know, mm-hmm. suits, riding like, you know, very expensive cars, mm-hmm. Mercedes and everything. And you're like, wow, like this is the life I want to lay one day, you know, like you kind of find every place. So yeah. I feel like it would be your plan. Like definitely, definitely. Yeah, I would visit you. I definitely need to visit it. And then I, like, I can imagine also go back to Czech living there. Yeah. But, you know, like all the time when you come to back to a certain place where you live, it's never the same. You understand it? Like, it's never the same people. The time doesn't stop, you know? Yeah, I feel like, yeah, whenever you come back, it's kind of, you're changed already. Yeah. People are changed. But you kind of keep going. Like, you're going with the flow. Like, now, sitting in Nuremberg, right? So, like, it's been half a year since I came here. Like, since I visited the city. And I feel like my life has changed, like, really dramatically, right? But I feel this city, I still love it. Like, yeah. maybe I, I don't want to live here because that's, for me, it's, like, too small and too conservative. But I feel like, wow, this is the place that I have memories, you know? Yes. And, and I love reliving those memories, you know? Like, you have this kind of rose where you were partying, like, at all this benches where you were sitting and kissing. Those, you know, wines that you were, like, 
drinking and there was yeah. a mouth like every day before I forgot so this letting come up <laughs> oh man I really miss those times yes so far I like it here and I will stay here for another year I think and then let's see yeah I really wish you lots of motivation and lots of you know inspiration to move further because uh it's once you get become older and older you kind of miss the opportunities to find your friends because I feel mm-hmm. like once you're in university enjoyed by the way you're uh, like you're exposed to so many people yes so many nationalities languages and varieties of people because in Germany it's so international that people are so different and you can definitely find a person for you in Poland it's a bit like differently because most of people are Slavic people so we share kind of the same values mm-hmm. right so we don't really have like Germans or Americans or yeah. Australians but here you do once you start working so this is what I had a kind of a challenge for me in Warsaw when I started working in Warsaw I couldn't really find like soulmates because like mm-hmm. you work only with limited amount of people at your work once it's not a like, global corporation you cannot really meet lots of lots of people so i was working in this like uh, marketing agency and we were like 50 and i loved those people but you know like i feel like uh, they were all older than me and they had their like life established already so i could not really become their best friend like right at the end of the day i really understood that, like i like the opportunities to meet people, you know, because those car surfing events that are really promoted and I yeah. really recommend everyone to go on or like student events. Once you start working, you like time for yourself and yes. you then you kind of doubt it. Do you really want to go to that event? Do you really want to go to that party or you want to just get a nice sleep? Because tomorrow is like Saturday and you want to wake up, have your morning routine. I understood that like, yes, I would prefer like morning routine to a party with students Because, like, I'm not one of them anymore. Yeah. And I really liking those emotions of meeting people everywhere, every single day. Yes. Have you met lots of people here when, once you moved? Well, as I'm, I'm studying, I met a lot of people, like Erasmus people. Then with my master program, I met a lot of people. But I, I feel like uh, the, the more you have your routine, the less people, new people you meet. Or you just don't have the energy to meet the new people. But... You you should just go out there, do what you love, like do your hobbies, like before travel to get those vibes back, you know. And I think like also when you move out, like for sure, every city you have a different friends. Mm-hmm. With some you, you stay in the contact, with some not. But that's amazing. Like you met so meet so many new people, and you should encourage it even if like, in your own city, if you don't move out, just meet like these people, or go on the events, meet internationals. Yeah, and it's amazing how the world small is because once True. you meet someone somewhere, you never know when you will re- reunite. Yes. I had this story, amazing story that I really love to tell you guys. I was hitchhiking in Georgia, right? Two years ago. So we were hitchhiking, me and my friend. So we got a car from the airport to T- Kutaisi. There was a family in a car, right? Mother, father, two guys. Mm-hmm. And we spent amazing time together. Like we became part of their family and we keep we're staying past to today and when I, w- I moved to Hamburg I was thinking they're exploring Hamburg but I fell for it right so I wanted to came back there again once I broke up with my boyfriend and I came back and I got a message from that guy from Georgia that he's about to start working in Hamburg for just two weeks or something mm-hmm. and I was there also in the same period of time for Bloody Moon remember this crazy thing yes. I came there and 
I've, uh, I met another guy from Nicaragua on Hangouts, car surfing Hangouts. And he was like, let's go to a park and have barbecue. And I was like, sure, let's go. So we went to the park and I got, got a message from that guy from Georgia that he's in the same park. Oh my God. And I was like, are you kidding me? And he was like, no, come on, come here. Like, let's send me your location. So we just met up in the same park you know, thousand kilometers away from my home place, from him home place, was a person from Nicaragua who brought me there. And I was like, your people are amazing. Like, how could it even be possible? And yeah, we took a photo together. And since then, I'm like, I really do believe that even if I live to another continent, I will still reunite with my people from Ukraine, Poland, Germany, sure. wherever. I have a similar story. And it yeah? is crazy. Tell me. Uh, during my Erasmus time, like, we were a big group of international people. And then I moved, and nine months later, I was in Milan. I went to the uh, cathedral or du- Duomo, and I was just paying for my ticket. And then I met my friend from Sweden, that is, he's French, visiting at the same time the same cathedral like me. And we took a picture. It was, like, crazy. Like, how you can meet like, in such a time and such a place? It's amazing. Wow. And, I mean, like, Milano is it's so big. big. And, it's like... and we didn't even knew that I didn't know that he's going to Milan because we were friends but we did not text so much so we just met by chance like I have no clue that he's coming to Italy that time it's amazing amazing I had also like a shorter situation so I was in Brazil right I was volunteering with Latinos and like one of friend of mine was Mexican and like we were friends you know this kind of friends so he went to Mexico back and I was like I came back to Poland and then I went for Erasmus to Germany to Germany right <laughs> where did I go for Erasmus <laughs> right. so I went to Germany for Erasmus and he texted me like oh I saw him on um, Instagram that he was in Prague and I was like dude come on Prague is like three hours four hours from here like you gotta come he's like no 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 I can't I really can't and then like one morning he texted me I'm on a bus to, to Nuremberg and you know, oh like, I was like, oh my god, Mexico, who I'm in Brazil, came to Prague for a, like, master course, and visited me in Nuremberg, even though, like, I lived in Poland and I'm Ukrainian. I was like, this world is overwhelming for me. Yeah, like, it, like, I love this world. Like, the world is, like, so small in a sense, like, it's so much to see, but then you meet sometimes the people, like, it's, it's crazy you have, like, life, uh, is yeah. working. And w- you know what I really love about it? that we still stay in touch and we help each other. Yeah. Like, we still, even though, like, it's been, like, miles away, it's been hours away, it's been, you know, days away from each other, we still help each other, you know? Like, we still kind of stick together because I feel like once you're all youth, you're all, like, you know, wild, broken, free, you got to help each other. And this guy also, he came to me and he stayed at my place, you know? When I went to Georgia, that family helped me because they were like, yeah, you're in the same age as our kids and like, we got to help you. And this is what I love because you connect not only, you know, for fun, for drinking and partying, you connect as human beings and you truly, you sit together despite all the cultural differences, religious and everything, you sit together, you drink the same coffee, you eat the same pie and you help each other. Isn't it beautiful? Yeah, it's amazing. Like, I feel I have so many places where I can stay in, like, with my with my friends. And also, like, we, like, you moved uh, in September and we still are in a contact, talk, talking, like, regularly when we have time and when we <laughs> answer each other. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we have to be more consistent with that. Yes, but it's amazing. I really love it. Yeah, so I really wish you guys to 
keep moving, keep rocking, keep exploring the world and meeting people and connecting to them because that's the most amazing part of it. And even though like moving to a new place might sound terrifying, stressful and far not easy, it is beautiful. It Once you've done it, you're so proud of yourself. And once you're there having friends, family or your love of your life, you're so freaking proud of yourself you've made it. And trust me, when you have kids, you will laugh on all your stories with your kids, yes. telling to them that like, oh damn, I partied there, I partied there. Like I ha- I'm a dead human her. So just keep moving, keep rocking. And let me know like if you ever, ever move to another country and how was it for you guys? So have a nice day and thank you for being with me and Karin. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs>